Welcome to the 11th season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is Heart Warrior Siblings, and we have a great show for you today. Today's show is Brothers of a Heart Warrior Sister, and our guests are siblings Aaron and Ryan Seleski. Aaron and Ryan Seleski are brothers to Lauren Bednards, who is a 30-year-old heart warrior born with tricuspid atresia and hypoplastic right ventricle. Aaron is a 19-year-old college student at St. Edwards University in Austin, Texas, majoring in business. Aaron is a big lover of health and fitness. Ryan is his older brother. He is 34 years old and lives in Michigan with his wife, Ashley, and 8-year-old daughter, Liliana. Ryan is a huge all-around sports fan who loves to watch and play just about any sport. Both Ryan and Aaron have a huge sense of humor and love to make people laugh. They've already had my producer and me laughing, so just hold on to your hat, folks. You're in for a great time today. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Aaron. Hi. How are you doing today? I am doing great, and we'll be talking with Ryan in the second segment. I'm really happy to finally meet you, Aaron. Yeah, I've been told so much about you by Lauren. Honestly, didn't know you talked to Chris, and it's kind of cool that you've talked to our entire family now. I know, right? (laughs) You boys were the last ones to come on. I've talked to your mom and your dad, Lauren and her husband. So it's about time I have you boys on. Let's start by talking with you and have you tell us about what it was like growing up with a sister with a serious congenital heart defect. How aware were you of Lauren's condition? I was always just so young that I really never took into account how serious things were. I kind of grew up in a household that was in the middle of a divorce. And so she was always the one kind of taking me away from stuff. So I always thought of her as the strong sibling. I really never saw anything wrong with her. To me, it seemed like she lived a normal life. So she was almost like another mother to you, it sounds like. She was very protective of you. Oh, absolutely. I still consider her like a second mother almost. And she still gets on me to clean my room and (laughs) (laughs) wash the dishes. Well, that's a good thing, right? (laughs) Someone's got to do it now that I'm out the house. There you go. There you go. Well, for our listeners who may not know what the age difference is between you and your sister, Lauren is actually 11 years older than you, right? Correct. It sounds like she was the one who took care of you. Was there ever a time? Because I've met Lauren and I know what size she is. So she's kind of small like I am. Was there ever a time that you felt you needed to take care of her? Not really. Uh, That's (laughs) kind of surprising. I still technically take care of her. Earlier today, we went to the doctor's. I have a jaw injury. Mm -hmm. And like in the lobby and stuff, I was bumping into her and pushing her around. I mean, we we have fun, so I, I kind of know my limits, what not to do and what to do, because I know she can get sick very easily. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, I just am already adjusted to how I can mess with her. So I'm still <laughs> just like a little brother. <laughs> so you definitely know what buttons to push. Is that what you're telling me, Aaron? Yes, and I push them all the time. <laughs> and isn't it true that now you're living in the same city that Lauren is living in? That is correct. Are you also living in her house, or do you live at the college? I'm actually living in her house at the moment. It would just save money on dorms, because dorms in Austin are like $5,000 a semester. So since I already have a full ride at the college, I decided, let's save that money, and I just stay here until junior or senior year. Mm -hmm. 
And I bet she's loving having you because it seemed to me that she talked about you all the time when we used to talk before. Are you enjoying staying with her? Yeah, we have a really good relationship. Like earlier today, before we went to the doctors, we went to Round Rock Donuts and we got some donuts together. Here's a little fun fact about me. I know Ryan's going to be laughing because he can hear me, but I like to listen to a band called One Direction. So we kind of sing that in the car together. (laughs) That sounds like fun. I don't think I know that band. What songs do you like to sing? I'll try to name some of their big ones. Do you know the song, What Makes You Beautiful? Oh, yeah. And then Story of My Life is my sister's favorite and Night Changes. Yeah. Oh, I like that band, too. I just didn't know the band's name. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, let's go back to talking about you being the little brother of somebody with a heart defect. I know that your sister had a heart catheterization back, this was a while ago, 2013. And Lauren told me that it was the first time that you had seen her in a congenital heart defect type of situation. Can you tell me what you remember from that time and how it made you feel? It really didn't phase me until I saw her. And when I saw her with all the wires and stuff sticking out of her, it kind of scared me a little bit at first. Mm-hmm. But then since she was so drugged up, she started saying stuff that was funny. So I thought she was okay. And then I can't remember what I said, but I think I said something about, Lauren, you should take those off and you should come eat with us at lunch. It was scary until she said something. I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening to my sister? So was your mom there with you? Did she kind of tell you what to expect or was it just really shocking for you? No one really told me what to expect. My mom was there and when I started talking, she said, oh gosh. Because I can't remember what exactly I said, but if I was there, I'd probably be laughing at myself because I said something really silly. Yeah, it really all just caught me off guard. So I've never seen my sister in anything like that. I've only heard stories. And I know this was really mild compared to what she's gone through in her life. Right. But it was still a scary experience as a brother just seeing a sibling hooked up to machines like that. Yeah, it can be scary. So tell me what your fondest memory is of your sister. Ooh, fondest memory. That's a hard one, picking a fondest memory of a sister. So I guess I'll have to go with something really recent. I guess graduation, just her being there was really special because my dad was never able to make it. I wasn't too sure my sister was going to come until dad died. And then she kind of made it her mission that she was going to be there. So it was just really special to have someone more than my mom being there with me. So it really did mean a lot. Yeah. Oh, I know it meant a lot to her. She was posting about it on Facebook, and she was really excited that she was going to have a chance to be there with you. So I think you did a good job choosing a memory. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, there's just so many memories that I have of her. It's hard to just narrow it down to one. Yeah. And now you were living in Dallas then, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you graduated from school in Dallas. Did you choose St. Edwards over all other universities so that you could be closer to your sister? That's part of the reason, yes. I did have some other options I could have gone with, Mm -hmm. but I kind of figured, one, I love Texas, and then two, I really want to be close to family still. Mm -hmm. And if I went to school like Oklahoma or any other school in the nation— Other than school in Michigan, I'd be really far from family. So I figured since I love Texas so much, it'd be really cool to be around my sister. 
That's great. Texas Heart Institute were offering us a mechanical heart and he said, no, Dad, I've had enough. Give it to someone who's worthy. My father promised me a golden dress to twirl in. He held my hand and asked me where I wanted to go. Whatever strife or conflict that we experienced in our long career together was always healed by humor. Heart to Heart with Michael, please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect or CHD community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna Ryan. I love having a brother duo on the show today. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. In segment one, Ryan, we talked with Aaron about growing up with the sister with a serious heart defect. And it's, I'm sure, a very different experience for him since he's 11 years younger than Lauren. And you're older than Lauren. So now we get a new perspective. What was it like to be the big brother to a little sister with a heart defect? Can you tell us what it was like for you during your childhood growing up with Lauren? I grew up as a protective older brother. You know, I do remember many visits. I was four years older. I was still young, but I still remember visits to the hospital, Children's Hospital in Detroit, while she was going through some of her surgeries. It was a very difficult, but I was very protective. So you were four years older, and she had her first surgery before she turned one. So you were just a little preschooler. Yep. But do you remember going up to the hospital to see her? Oh, yeah. I do remember one image still sticks out is when she was after surgery and they put her in this kind of like a incubator to where you can just put your hand in there and you can touch her. And I do remember holding hands with her a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I wonder if your parents took any pictures because that would be such a sweet memory to have this little four-year-old brother touching his little sister's hand. I love that image. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure my mom has plenty of pictures that I probably don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask her. That would be really neat. So you watched your mom getting bigger and bigger with a baby. Do you remember if you were excited about having a little sister? Oh, yeah. I was very excited. Of course, being a boy, your first instinct is, hey, I want a little brother. Mm-hmm. When I got the news of a sister, instant protection came over me as if someone to protect rather than pick on <laughs> growing up. That would come later, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's really neat how even at four, you've had that sense of protection about her. Do you remember if your mom found out in utero that Lauren was going to have a heart problem? I don't really remember that far back. Mm-hmm. I do remember after she was born Really, it started with the hospital visits. And, you know, when you're that young, your parents aren't going to tell you details of anything and try not to bring you to the hospital as much as they can when she was in there for many years early on. That's my earliest memory is knowing that she had a heart problem. 
were you afraid when you went up to the hospital to visit her? Or did you feel excited that you were going to see your little sister? How did you feel? Both, because you kind of knew something was wrong. So you are excited because you don't see her too often anyways, you know, even let alone at home. Yeah, you do get excited to see her because you don't know the seriousness yet of what she had. Scared, yeah. Let's say that no kids like to go to the doctors once, twice a year for checkups. So when mm-hmm. yeah. you, know, you see this big hospital, you, you get butterfly feeling. Yeah. Well, let's fast forward to when you and Lauren were in school together. How did you feel about her when you guys were in elementary school together? She went through a lot earlier in her life as far as being social with other friends like I got to do. She didn't have that social butterfly effect that she has now on people to where she <laughs> she's open to talk to everybody now. But she was very sheltered. She had some eye trouble, too, so she had some Coke bottle glasses. So she didn't, you know, kids get cruel. Just being the brother that went to the same school was just the right years old enough to where kids from her age will look at me and decide to go the other way (laughs) instead of continue. Uh, Well, good. So you could intervene and prevent them from bullying her? Oh, yeah. That's good because you know what? I hear a lot of heart warriors who tell me that, especially more in the middle school and high school years, that they got picked on a lot. And I bet it meant a lot to Lauren that she had that big brother there to act as a protector. Yes. You know, I took pride in it in a sense, too, because I was more on the popular side of things because of sports. You know, like I was able to do a lot more things than she was able to do physically when it comes to Mm -hmm. athletics when you're a kid. Yeah, and it sounds like both you and your brother were very athletic. Yes, I was very athletic. (laughs) I feel old now, but... (laughs) I I don't think you're that old, but that's probably because I'm a lot older than you are. (laughs) Okay. How did it make you feel that you could do any of the sports that you wanted to, but you knew that Lauren couldn't? privileged, I guess. Lucky. She was able to do some sports as far as bowling. So Mm -hmm. she was able to find her little niche as far as athletics. Mm -hmm. So she kind of found her way as far as fitting in, as far as the boys are concerned, her brothers with sports. I thought she did really well on her own as far as motivation to prove people Otherwise, that she may not be able to do certain things. Well, she went on and proved otherwise that she can play a sport. Well, and go to school, right? Like she went to college. Well, yeah, go to school, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we take that for granted, especially her age. We also take that for granted and how well she is doing for, for someone that has certain heart condition compared to other kids or people. It's nice to hear a big brother who is so proud of his little sister. I just love that. Okay, I'm going to fast forward way, way into the future compared to when you were in school together. And I want to know, how did your relationship change with Lauren when you got married? A lot, because the distance mainly changes a lot of things between us. You know, they moved out west at one point in California. Mm -hmm. Jobs, uh, you chase, you know, what you go to school for. 
That's what you're supposed to do, in a sense. Yeah, I had to wish her well, and she is doing well. I'm glad that she and Chris found their way to Texas, where my brother and my mom is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as if we're so far gapped out, but still, it's pretty hard being up here in Michigan and, and then being down in Texas, missing out on a few things. I'm sure they feel the same way. Okay, so when are you going to join us in Texas? <laughs> Hopefully soon, maybe one day. I will? <laughs> I oh, mean, good. That would be fabulous. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to sooner than later, definitely. Well, you know, on a serious note, when you lose a parent, and I know since I just lost my mother last month, it makes the importance of family even more salient, don't you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it was just my dad and I up here, so now it's mainly me, my side of the family that I grew up with that's still here. My brother, my sister, my mom, all in Texas. We're one phone call away. It's a definite change distance-wise. Right, right. Well, I know that Lauren would just be thrilled if you moved to Texas and she had both her brothers and her mother in the same state with her. I know that she would just love that. I think everyone would love that. (laughs) Maybe one day. Well, tell me about her with Liliana. Does she have a real good relationship with her niece? Oh, yeah. They talk as often as, you know, they can on the phone. You know, my daughter doesn't know too much about her heart condition yet. She's only eight. Mm-hmm. You know, you start doing details. I don't think no matter how much you explain it to them, they won't understand. They're very close. She calls her Auntie Lauren all the time. And another thing, you know, distance. They do miss out on each other a lot. So we just have to get you down here so they can have fun going to this donut place that Aaron was telling me about during the break. <laughs> I know. I'm getting sick of hearing it all the time. With them. You know, I'm seeing pictures on Facebook. And yeah, how about you just send me one up here? <laughs> Tonight Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home Tonight Forever. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Before the break, I really enjoyed talking with Ryan about what it was like for him growing up with a little sister with a congenital heart defect. But now I have both Ryan and Aaron in the studio with me, and I realize most people don't realize when I say I have them in the studio with me that that doesn't mean that we're physically in a studio together. We use Skype to record our program, so I actually have Ryan talking to me from Michigan. Aaron is talking to me from Austin. My producer is in another place in Austin, and then I'm in Central Texas. I'm in Temple doing all of this together. So it's pretty amazing that we can all be in a studio together, even though we're not physically in the same place. But I'm going to go back to Aaron and ask you a question first, Aaron. 
I know that you're going to college in the same town that Lauren lives in. Tell me how going to school in the same town as your sister has affected your relationship with her, especially since now you're an adult, just like she is. I really think it's brought us a lot closer because we spend so much time together. And like I was saying earlier, I do mess with her every single chance I get. <laughs> and I don't think you realize how often that is. I'd probably guess like maybe 15 times a day at the minimum. She does help me on homework. We have laughs. We like doing things together. Like we went to the mall a couple of weeks ago together, just walked around. It's really nice to be able to do this because I don't think I've ever been able to do this with my sister. Because growing up, I was always too young. And then when I was finally around the age to where I could do stuff with her, she moved to California. And then I was in Dallas and she was in Austin. But now we're finally right next to each other. We can actually have good moments and spend time together. Yeah, and it's different for you now, too, because you're an adult and she's an adult, so you're more on a level playing field, whereas that 11-year difference probably was really huge when you were younger. Absolutely. I can definitely have more intellectual conversations with her rather than, hey, come play Thomas the Tank Engine with me or let's watch Barney. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) But it's wonderful that you could ask her to do that. And I could just imagine her sitting down to play Thomas the Tank Engine with you because she seems like that kind of sister. Did she sit down and play with your toys with you? Quite a few times she did. I kind of get the feeling she didn't like it all the time because <laughs> I think at a young age I was very competitive and I tried to make everything uh, competitive, even with my brother. I remember we would play lightsabers and he would never play with me anymore because one time I slammed a lightsaber into his hand. And I said, aha, I cut your hand off. So it was, it was kind of a similar way with Lauren, where I was just always <laughs> trying to come out on top. Mm. And you're 15 years younger than your brother, so that's a huge age difference. Yeah, and I beat him in lightsabers. I was just going to say, but how old were you when you beat him in, with the lightsaber? I have to know this. How old were you? <laughs> oh, God, Ryan, do you know that? I think I was 19, so you are about four. i'm sitting there on the couch one-handed playing you know swords with him yeah he gets me on the hand you know really hard and he's laughing about it like you little guy (laughs) oh my gosh i could just see you boys doing that how funny is that Okay, Ryan, now I'm going to turn my attention to you. You're a dad. I'm so excited for you that you have a little girl of your own now. And so I'm wondering, (laughs) were you worried when your wife got pregnant with Liliana that maybe she would have a heart defect too? A little worried. You try not to worry too much about things like that, but it was always in the back of my mind. But pregnancy went really, really well. No problems there. I think she, I dropped her out. Well, her water broke at the hospital. 20 minutes later, she was born. Oh my so gosh, that was super fast. It was fast. very quick. Yeah, very, very quick. And I almost missed it because the nurses told me to, hey, it might be a long night. You should go grab a snack or a pop, uh-huh. you know, a soda to drink. I go get that, come back, and hey, you're having the baby. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh my gosh, wow. So did you and your wife go through any kind of testing once she was pregnant to see if there was a chance that Liliana would have a heart defect? Actually, we didn't. I think it was, I mean, we didn't think about the defect too much. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, you know, just like you go do the checkups, everything was going fine. And we just went by the doctor's decisions. Is your heart good? You know, her heart's good so far. You know, we just played it along that way. Wonderful. Yeah, it was definitely in the back of our minds about Lauren and uh, kept their fingers crossed in a sense. I'm so glad that she is heart healthy and that you didn't have any problems, but she's eight and she's an only child. Do you think you might have another one? Thinking about it. We do like the freedoms of having one child, if you know what I mean. She gets equal love from every family member. We're thinking, you know, the age gap. You know, Aaron was definitely a huge age gap. It's definitely harder as the years go on than, you know, that much of an older brother or sister compared to uh, a younger one because you do miss out a lot. You know, I missed out a lot with Aaron. Once I turned 19, any 19-year-old, hey, I'm out of the house. Time to go. Start my own life. Have fun. You know, you miss out some of the years of, say, my younger brother and some of my sisters. Yeah, well, you were 19 and he was only four. Yeah, I imagine you missed out on most of his childhood. Yep. But you all were all living in Michigan for a good part of that time, right? Correct. Good part, yes. Yeah. How old were you? Aaron, when you moved away from Michigan? I think maybe 11 or 12. Oh, okay. Okay, so we need to get Ryan to Texas. That's it. (laughs) We just just figured it out. We just got to get you to Texas. You've spent too much time away from the family, and I want to get a chance to meet you, too. (laughs) I mean, we're kind of trying here. My wife's a a manager at O'Reilly Auto Park, where she's trying to to get into the corporate area, and guess where that is? Dallas, Texas, and Springfield, oh my Missouri. You're kidding. One close location and one exact location, so. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, your mom would just love that, because then she could really spoil Liliana, couldn't oh. she? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She asked me every time I talked to her, how's it going? How's work going? It's going good, Ma. It's just, you know, <laughs> hey, we can't force it to happen. Can't hire ourselves down there. So. No, we, well, we're going to have to make it happen, though, because family is so important. And we're going to close the show by having pearls of wisdom from both of you. And I'll start with you, Aaron. Tell me what advice you have for other siblings who are growing up with a sister or a brother who have real complex heart conditions like what Lauren does. Be careful with them. They most likely have other problems like OCD or scoliosis or just something else wrong with them. So even though they may seem normal, they might not be able to do as much physical activity as you or as much as you'd like them to do. And they can get sick a lot easier than you can. Okay, that's good advice. And Ryan, the question I have for you is a little different. I want to know what advice you have for parents who have one child who has a healthy heart and one child who has a heart defect. Try their best to make them feel equal, you know, in a sense, kind of like how uh, I think our parents did a pretty fairly good job at making us both feel, you know, especially my sister, as normal as, say, I was. You know, even though that, you know, the person with the heart defect might not be able to do certain things, physical activities, it doesn't mean that there isn't any activities for him to 
to feel just as equal as everybody else. And it doesn't have to hold them back. Mm-hmm. Being parents is a tough job alone with two normal kids, let alone with one with a heart defect. Tough job. I think you can get through it. <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll mean a lot to your mom to hear that she did a pretty good job at making you all feel equal. And I think that is a really good point to make. You never want to feel like your brother or your sister is favored over you. And it doesn't look like your parents did that. Right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. So thank you both for coming on the show. Thank you, Aaron, for coming on the show today. Yeah, no problem. And thank you, Ryan. I'm so glad I got a chance to meet you. Well, thank you for having us. And uh, it was very nice talking to you. Well, it has been so much fun. So thanks for listening today, friends. Please come back next week at noon Eastern time or whenever is convenient for you. That's the beauty of the podcast. Don't forget to leave a review for our program on iTunes. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. This program is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.hug-podcastnetwork.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.